Welcome to episode 115 of the Premium Playcast. The holiday episode. Because <laughs> we'll probably won't record again till then. <laughs> holiday episode. Holiday. Well, yeah, next week, less than a week away, is holiday for America. I see, I see you took my suggestion and said, no, F that. F that, Jeff. As I said, it's going back to our roots, I said. Because <laughs> we're actually talking games we're playing. Yes, for the first time in a while. <laughs> well, because, like, I, I explained to you, Barry, you, like, wouldn't let us talk about games we've been testing, but for the last year, all I play is games we're testing. I don't have time to play games. I work full-time job, plus do premium, plus test games. So that's my now my job. <laughs> there, there are certainly a lot of games that we've been testing, that's for sure. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. So, essentially, as we go, we're going to be talking about, as you can see in the title card, this uh, episode will be talking Family Man and Framed Collection. But if you like any games that we talk about on the Playcast, be sure to sound off in our Discord and say you want us to sign them. Because, you know, like, we're going to talk about tons and tons of cool, awesome games. Absolutely. Uh, so many good ones. And we're not going to talk about all of them, but we're going to talk about select few. And, I'm going to uh, talk about all of them, Barry. I'm going to hear that. All yeah. of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> That's a lot of games to talk about. Exactly. I don't think we have enough episodes for that. That's why I said we're <laughs> not going to talk about all of them. Not with we that attitude, Barry. Not with that. You're right. You're, I, I clearly need to change my attitude. Well, you, you said are, you don't want to record for two more months, so yeah, we're definitely not going <laughs> to. I said holiday because until next week is a holiday, or this week is a holiday. It's Sunday. This week is a holiday. What? That's right. <laughs> oh, it's craziness. But yeah, no, it's um, it's been far too long, and I figure now if we actually start talking about some games we've been testing, number one, it gives us time to you know play the games so we can talk about them, but also number two, it gives us more content for episodes instead of just talking updates and then being done. So, like, but we do need to talk updates, don't we, Barry? Yes, and we got some exciting updates thus far. My goodness. So, um, should we start with the oldest stuff and move forward? Sure. So, Series 4, which we will be talking Rain on Your Parade and Wonderling, um, got an update on Friday that things will be assembled right after Thanksgiving and shipping to our shipping warehouse shortly after that. So... The good news with that is we should have the games in customers' hands uh, before the holidays, before the Christmas holiday, Barry, since you consider every holiday a holiday. (laughs) Yes, I consider every holiday a holiday. How dare you consider every holiday a holiday? (laughs) I know. I'm a bastard. Mm -hmm. But the holiday season is upon us, and... Uh, we're gonna try to get everything shipped out before Christmas, you bastard. You could call hey. it Barry the Bastard. That's right. That's his new nickname. <laughs> not, not, no longer no time, Barry. It's Barry the Bastard. <laughs> For calling a holiday a holiday, Devin. <laughs> you got to be specific though around here because we have like three holidays back to back to back. And yes. We're gonna try to I ship was... out before Christmas though, Barry. Not before Thanksgiving, which is literally in like. Seven days, eight days after this recording. 27 no. days after this recording. <laughs> Much shorter than that. Just like that. your wit. <laughs> Much shorter. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah, so they should be in people's hands, which is good. Everything will be assembled, so there won't be any backlog of waiting for um, you know, our team to assemble retros and things like that had to happen with Series 3. So that's good news. Yes. Very goodness. Um, so that's good, though. Um, Rack in Ruin has been ordered, and we're waiting on things to print. So that'll be the next piece will be Rack in Ruin. And um, then I'll go ahead and let you give an update, Barry, with uh, Series 5, which has been crazy. Series 5 has absolutely exploded. So obviously we've had Eagle Island Twist and we had Love 3 up on the site which we talked about last episode our partnership with RetroWare we've extended the pre-orders on those because we absolutely wanted, uh, we heard just uh, so many emails, hey can I get them all together, can Hmm. I get them all together so we extended to allow people to get them all together. Extended, huh? Extended. Interesting. Um, We'll we'll talk about that after this update. We will. We we now have Raji 
uh, an ancient epic, the enhanced edition, as well as they bleed pixels, are available right now on the site. Creative we have two versions. Made a noise on the on the computer. Jerk. Oh boy. <laughs> we have uh, two versions of they bleed pixels. We have three for Raji. Very very limited. And we started something new. Our and, and first. And very 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 limited. Still five hundred copies. We had a yes. glitch where I were accidentally typed one hundred on there when I was creating the item. And I never changed it to the actual stock. 500 copies is super, super small for a prince. <laughs> Come <Yes>. on, people. <laughs> 500 is very, but but there are still people who only wanted 100, and we've had very a lot of understanding people <laughs> who are, who understand. Oh, print runs. You know, you have to do so many, and this way more people can get it. But there's always that select group of people who want to have what no one else wants. No one else has. It's a I want to be the one of the only people in the world to have this. Well, but we, we can want make everyone to a enjoy one of a kind copy that only Barry has. I mean, we could, but <laughs> you wouldn't want that edition. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't because no. it's the Barry edition. Yeah, knowing knowing <laughs> Jeff, you'd, you'd probably uh, do something to tarnish it. <laughs> be the Barry Cloud. Yeah, I, I can. I. I, I I don't even want to continue this conversation. Anyway, so so we, we announced that we were going to be talking about uh, First Prints, and we're doing yeah. a First Print edition. So, Jeff, why don't you explain that? So, basically, you're saying we extended, but in reality, um, the market over the last six months has gotten insane. Um, I mean, we've all noticed it. We're, we're all collectors. I mean, this is a collector's playcast. We collect games, we play games for Switch mainly, but we play all types. And... You know, you've noticed that there's like a million games going up every week. Um, there's been a, and then that combined with like the way that, you know, the actual market is going and interest rates and all that craziness. Like, I mean, there's a lot of games out there and the market has changed. So um, we've noticed that, you know, people's pocketbooks are, you know, a little bit more tighter. And so we aren't going to be able to infinitely print, if that makes sense. We can't just, like, print 5,000 copies of all the, the premium items. And so my thoughts were, instead of doing all of that, why don't we actually limit our first prints, make them special, and do a lot of crazy embossing foil, all that insanity for our first prints. So that way we make something super special. Those that actually, you know, support us and get our first prints, you know, they'll get something truly special. Um, they will be, you know, limited, but we're not talking like 10 copies here, people. Like, I mean, we still got to, you know, print enough as people want them. <laughs> but yeah, does that all make sense, Barry? Yeah. And uh, hopefully this way people can enjoy the releases. And it's it's funny seeing people now like, oh, is every all the older ones first prints? Can I want to get the first prints? Uh, and uh -huh. it's like, yeah, all the all the other ones are absolutely first prints, uh, with the exception of things like Robo Name Fight, for example. We reprinted that. We did the Steelbook edition, which is available now on the mm -hmm. site. Uh, that is that is a brand new printing, and that's exclusive. And that that one won't happen again. Like. You know, if we do any more printing after that, it will. That's how all the prints will be. Very, like yeah. they just won't happen again. So exactly. I mean, the the retail inside will most of the time be the same. Um, there will be certain situations where if we're doing an a variant or something, um, like with retroware, they want to do their own variant retail um, for Amazon, something like that, and we will uh, you know work with that, but. Um, all of our first prints, like we're gonna make the artwork, the or the or the quality, you know, unique. We haven't really, you know, decided a hundred percent on one route or the other, but it'll be unique and special no matter what. Absolutely. Yeah. So series five is crazy. It's definitely um, doing great. Raji's, you know, killing it. Eagle Island Twist Love Three. They bleed pixels. They're all killing it. Um, there's not a whole lot of copies left of um, Eagle Island and Love 3 when it comes to the retro editions, that's for sure. And honestly, like if you look, the Bleed Pixels is getting low as well uh, for yes. the first print. Um, we put extra Rachi up there because it's a super popular uh, game, and we don't want to under 
produce it. And then people get angry that we put put extra copies up. Like we're we're leaving it as such. Um, that way we just let it go. Um, but it's super fun to do. It's going to be great because all the games in Series Five, the developers have been heavily involved with the design, which is definitely fun to do. Barry's at a loss for words. Oh, uh, yeah, my thing was muted. I said <laughs> I'm really happy when the developers have done that. Like just last night, uh, Miguel from Spooky Squids was sharing in our Discord, you know, artwork. Uh, for they bleed pixels and everyone was really appreciative to see that and then thanked thanked us for sharing some of the behind the scenes stuff uh, which I always love I love to let them get a little taste of it and and really share that stuff because that one was a fun story too because um, as we were creating the art for they bleed pixels um, I came across a really awesome art piece of you know the claw girl. And essentially, like, I asked Miguel, I was like, hey, are we able to, to utilize this? And he uh, reached out to the artist. But what we found out was that the artist has, since they drew that fan piece a couple years ago, has upgraded and, you know, progressed in their artwork significantly. So they redid the entire piece. And it, it went from looking great to looking, like, outstanding. So the demo piece that's on our website is from the original art piece. And the piece that they just unveiled to us is, like, so good. I love that. I love love that. Like, I remember when we started, we were like, oh, all the slipcovers are going to be Paul, Eni Meyer. Like, that's what we're doing. And, and then Phenotopia was the first one that we were, we were like, no, it's going to be someone different. And, and since then, we've really had a bunch of different artists come on board mm -hmm. to do different slip covers and i love that because we're really seeing new styles come into play and you know just it, it, it's just so nice to see well and like paul's gotten you know busy and because mm -hmm. he goes around to conventions and also with phenotopia they really wanted their in you know in-house artists to work yep. on the artwork and i'm like absolutely that sounds great so it's good to have flexibility. I mean, we, we go with ideas, and then we progress, we evolve. Um, we're never going to stay, you know, you know, normal as a company. We're the, <laughs> we're the damn hipster artists of game publishers. If one thing you're going to get from us is, like, we're, we're crazy. We, we do what we want. Like, that's what we're going to do, and we're going to have fun. Um, so, I mean, what do you think about um, the way that series... Series five is going, Barry. I think it's going really well. Um, obviously, you've mentioned the change in the market, and as a full setter, I can tell you, it sucks. Oh, it <laughs> like, sucks! It sucks. Um, yeah, I, I've I can go about how I've been collecting, Barry. Uh, do you do you know how I've been collecting over the last two months? Not buying like anything. <laughs> I haven't bought anything hardly at all. Like it's been crazy because it's like I haven't even went because how I have been doing it the last year was I would go on the websites and I would pick and choose like my favorite games. Now it's like, I can't even keep up because there's just oh, yeah. so many on so, uh, so many websites every single week. So I have, you know, talked with the team and I mean, you know, this Barry that we're taking, you know, a break for about six months or so with switch because we're going to let, all the games, everything gets shipped out, um, and we're going to start building PlayStation. And what we don't want to do is flood with like more Switch and more PlayStation and more like we're going to take a Switch break for a little bit, let people's pocketbooks recover. Maybe they can catch up on any of our releases they might have missed, um, and then we're going to come out swinging in the spring, late spring, summer, whatever, whenever we decide to come back with Switch. But it also gives us time to get hold the switch game shipped out to everybody and and let me say 2023 despite that is already stacked with stellar titles that we already have signed um i'm so excited to be sharing that stuff with you in the future uh -huh. but right now it's all about series five it's all about series four shipping uh absolutely want to get these games in hand uh, and then, you know, shows for, for next year, having more of those titles to show to people. And and I, I don't want to be, hey, guess what, guys? You know, it's it's now January. Here comes Series 6 and Series 4 just shipped. Like, I don't want to be that 
far behind. Uh, we we kind of went big. I mean, Series 3 was three games. Series 4 was three games. Series 5 was four games. So we just want to take a little bit of a breather to make sure those games go out to everybody uh, and, and in a timely manner. And then once that happens... We'll unveil the next next titles, well, and and, and we got to talk like opportunity, right, Barry? Like oh, yeah. that—that's the other piece. Is like technically, Rack and Ruin wouldn't have been a part of Series Four, but nope. Raji was delayed. Yeah, it was and supposed because, to be Series Five, and because Raji was delayed, we decided, okay, so Rack and Ruin can be part of Series Four, and then we'll move Raji to Series Five, um, and then we had the opportunity to um you know partner with retroware games and release eagle island twist and love three so that kind of fell into our lap as we you know built a relationship with them and so we you know decided okay so we're gonna go a little strong here a little bit faster than we would have liked to but we're gonna absolutely have a super fun and strong series five. Oh yeah and we've definitely saw that resonate when we did the direct and a lot of people you know not every game is going to be for everybody but it was universal there was positivity said about all four games and you know but after playing all four games just absolutely phenomenal titles and i I can't wait to see people get to enjoy them and do unboxings that's one of my favorite things is getting those unboxing emails in and watching people and especially first timers like people who have never had our games before they're like oh i just ordered this this is this is the first game let's say that that attracted them and they do an unboxing and they comment like wow this is like really good quality and like oh wow look at the foil and wow look at the manual like like i love seeing that because a lot of times those people will then say you know what let me try another one of their games especially after they play because all of the games we do sign we do play we do love uh and we, we really stand behind. So if there's one game we've put out that you enjoy, there's chances are you'll like another or, or all of our releases. Well, yeah, and we are hitting a lot of genres and unique things. And yes. I mean, heck, with Series 4, I feel like we had two niche but really fun titles with Wonderling and Ray on your parade. And, heck, Wonderling, you know, that's part of, you know, the... Um, what was it the embracer group embracer group yeah yep. like they the the company behind wonderling um bitwave. yeah bitwave like they are now doing lots of nostalgic ips and franchises and wonderling was just a game we loved from the playcast back in the day which is cool that with this episode we're going to kind of get back to basics with playing some some classic games talking about what we've been playing actually because we've been playing them we just haven't been talking about them Mm -hmm. and it's going to be really fun um these two games are a bit niche and for sure (laughs) like they are but i think there's one thing we need to talk about before we transition to talking about the games oh what's that black friday Oh, oh, I was going to say, I thought you were going to mention one more update we had. No, no more updates. Black Friday, Barry. You can but, you can go, but, you can, you can butt later. Uh, Put your butt away. <laughs> I have, I, just one more update we should have mentioned. No. We'll talk about your butt later. No. Your butt. It's a good update, though. It'll be in your butt. People want to know it. People want to know about your butt. So, let's talk about Black Friday, and then you can talk about your butt. All you want. Uh, <laughs> so, I hope everyone understands the shit I deal with here. <laughs> shit in his butt. That's right, everyone. <laughs> so, um, Black Friday is going to be an interesting one for us because we have a few items that we're going to bring back into stock. Um, we had our warehouse go over some items. And so, there's some a few things that people have been asking for that we'll have. And this does not include Wonderling Iran in your parade. Um, yet, and that once we get the go-ahead to add them to the site, like if they arrive early, then we will add them. All these are in hand and shipping. So um, we have 50 copies uh, available for the Phenotopia Awakening Standard Editions, which have been sold out. So we'll have 50 copies of those going up on the site. Um, 50 copies of the Demon's Tier Plus Retro that we have. Um, 20 copies of the Robot Name Fight Deluxe Edition, which people have been asking for. And this is has the first printing inside there of both the standard and the retro inside there. 
Outside of that, we're also going to have 100 copies of the Robot Name Fight standalone strategy guide in there, the premium guide, which I know a lot of people have been asking us for, like, constantly. Um, we're going to have up 100 copies of the Pigeon Dev Games Collection Deluxe Edition, which everyone's clamoring for. <laughs> um, and 20 copies of the Robot, or uh, not Robot, 20 copies of Super Blood Hockey um, Assembled Retro Edition. So we have 20 copies that we have of uh, Super Blood Hockey, and we will be assembling those into the Retro, which if you remember, before this, they were sold as an add-on um, on the website. So this will be the first opportunity, maybe the only opportunity to get 20 copies available that are assembled. And then the final one, Barry, the final one's yes. a big one. Um, 20 copies of the Ore Body Silver Edition. So we have 20 copies of the Silver, which is an embossed silver foiling on the box, along with I'd had these like little stars that look like the seal quality, little silver like starbursts that we hand um, embossed the premium silver edition logo on. I actually have an embosser here. And so that's what we use to create the seal. It's in the bottom right corner. The thing looks so cool. Um, we also have a couple of other surprises that we really haven't announced, um, like our music album that we talked about on the direct. And I don't know if you're tracking this, Barry, but the CDs have arrived. Oh, no, I'm not. That's awesome. <laughs> so the NPCs album, Autosaving, which is a based on like a bunch of video game music. There's like a lot of influences from there. Um, one of the guys, Fabio Fabrico, I think is his name. I'm probably saying it wrong. But he um, has worked on embossing and wood-burning boxes um, over the years, and so I've known him, and he's, he told me a while ago that he's doing a, a music album, and so um, we're going to do our very first CD album, um, as well as up in the future, a vinyl record release, a very small, small print vinyl record release, but yeah, we'll have um, like 100 copies of the CD available, something like that for Black Friday, should be pretty cool, and then I know... Josh has been working on merch as well. Um, there's some really crazy merch ideas that him and Tristan, one of our designers, have been working on. So there's some cool merch ideas. So we got a lot of stuff for Black Friday. It's like eight or nine items, Barry. Yeah. That's like, eight items. Like, I mean, that's craziness. And the merch makes it nine. And it's like yeah. some crazy stuff. So, I mean, so be prepared. Black Friday, we'll probably do it, you know. The night of, or I, we haven't really talked about a time, but you know, it's we're gonna do traditional Black Friday though, not like not Thanksgiving all week, <laughs> <laughs> like all week Black Friday deals because that stuff's already started and it's been nuts. Oh yeah, geez. So what? Uh, what's the what's the coolest thing that you've seen people asking about that we're doing for Black Friday? Because I mean, I know I've seen half of the stuff people have been asking about. The main thing I've seen people asking about is Robot Guide and the Robot Deluxe. Yeah. Those are the two big ones. So if you make sure, because some of this stuff is up on the website, make sure that you uh, go there and click that button that says interested in a copy. Because what it'll do is it'll log your email, and as soon as we add stock to the website, you'll get an alert as soon as we put stock on it. So that way you can be sure, because there's only 20 copies of the Deluxe available. That stuff's going to go like super fast like, oh absolutely yeah and if we haven't talked to time yet that's insanity <laughs> insanity so i i figure barry you what do you want to talk about the uh, atari 50 steelbook edition that you can't get the slipcase off of unlike our robot name fight deluxe second edition like what are we talking about because <laughs> that's a real thing i i i haven't opened my steelbook yet but i, I had an update remember jaws of life to get that damn steelbook out of that slipcase without ripping this without ripping their steel their slipcase for the Atari fifty. Like literally, like my wife could not get the steelbook out of it. And it's like it's like sealed in there so thick. And then I like go, oh look at our Robin A fight. It slips out like beautifully. It's like, oh, it's like we're <laughs> we do this for a living. It's great. Almost like <laughs> all right. Do. All right, what what's your what's what's this about your booty hole, Barry? Let's talk about your butt. The, the other update was Orbody Binders Tale, the NES versions have shipped. Mm -hmm. Well, We've that's not an update. Everybody has them. 
well, <laughs> not everybody. Or if they, they, you know, it's just nice to announce that we have shipped them. <laughs> We've done it. Well, that's that's one one last thing. You know, check mark. You know, people who have ordered it will have gotten them already. Barry likes check marks on his butts. Damn, everyone, damn straight, I do. He likes to check his butt, but, but only when you put them on there, Jeff. See, that was like a fart in the wind, Barry. That was <laughs> that wasn't as cool as our Black that's, Friday sales. That's why I said, let me get it in here quickly. No. And you were all like, no, no. <laughs> Trying to sidetrack with, uh, your, with your shipping updates. <laughs> I just wanted to put all the shipping updates together. It's a shipping update. They shipped. That's the only shipping update. Well, Everything else is about to. <laughs> Your only shipping update, Barry. <sighs> yeah, it's fun, though. It's fun doing all the uh, the updates and making stuff happen. Um, I do know that we want to do a, a few more NES games in the future, too. So if you develop games, retro-style games, hit us up, because we'll definitely be interested in the future publishing a few more retro stuffs. It's very cool. Very, very cool. So, Barry, what have we been testing? Are we going to talk Family Man? Yeah, let's talk Family Man. Oh my gosh. So I gotta lay <laughs> wallpaper and shit like we did back in the day. Holy crap. Ain't <laughs> it old school. Let's see here. Family Man. So Family Man was uh, published by No More Robots. It is an interesting game. It is a dark story-led role-playing game that asks the question, when pushed to your limits of your own morality, how far would you go for the sake of your family? You owe money to the mob, and you've got three weeks to pay it back. Will you flip burgers and earn an honest living while scraping the money together, or will you take on some dirty jobs for more cash, but potentially push your family away? Every decision you make affects everyone around you. The neighborhood uh, will blossom or perish under the weight of your decisions, while the path you choose may lead to your household becoming stronger than ever or the breakdown of your marriage and relationship of your child. Like this craziness. I like it's um you get to like walk all around. It almost looks like a oh like a South Park version of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> like it really it's it's interesting. Um there says that there's dozens of missions to complete, stories to resolve, um you can earn cash, unlock perks uh, multiple endings. There's there's a lot of variety here, um, but I will say, not a huge fan of the artistic style. Um, I do know that in the intro, the biggest spoiler is like when you're like getting interrogated or you walk into this thing and then you're like shooting target practice and you realize your buddy's like behind the damn wall. Like what the hell? <laughs> it was crazy. Like that's right at the beginning, Barry. Uh, <laughs> See, and I was happy about that. Like, I know it was supposed to be the shock value, you but I'm like, I, I, this guy was, I, he was not my friend. I could tell he was already getting me into to shady shit, and I kept yelling like, "No, don't believe him, don't believe him." But of course, you have to believe him for the story to progress. So it was like, oh, okay, well, I don't feel too bad then. <laughs> he got what he deserved. I, no sympathy for that bastard. Crazy, but I thought it was cool the way they did it. Oh yeah, it was it was definitely um, interesting. That's for sure. Um, I I did notice though that like it's it's gritty, but like it's just the the graphical style for me didn't really connect. Um, and then the other piece is is that a lot of these missions and things are there's not a, a ton of variety for me. I don't know what what did you experience, Barry? Uh, I thought that they were okay. I there was a lot of really good ideas in this game i love the rpg leveling system because one of the things like playing grand theft auto and i think we've all done this it's like you get out in the street for the first time and like the ability just to like randomly beat the crap out of people like like, it was great it was like oh i just beat these people up like wow like i can do that in this game and it was one of the first games that really let you do that so I was like, oh, well, let me try. Yeah. And the first person I tried was the mobster, right? Because he's, he's like, oh, you better go get a job. And he had a little level 50 next to his name, and I'm level one. So, of course, I go to throw a punch at him, and he shoots me dead instantly. I was like, oh, okay, well, clearly I can't just do that. <laughs> so so then I went over to a neighbor, and he was level five. And I tried, like, maybe I could beat him up. You know, like in an RPG, you, you, can, you can beat up people who are a little tougher than you. So I tried. 
And I, I survived a little longer, but I still died. I'm like, okay, they clearly want you to spend the time to level up and, and before you can have that kind of mayhem fun. And I, I don't wonder what kind of repercussions, like if you do beat up the neighbor, what, what kind of repercussions that will have. And I feel like in Grand Theft Auto, like there are no stakes, right? Yeah. Like you can, you can do the cheat code for a tank, drive down Liberty City, blowing shit up with your, with your tank, and eventually you get arrested and busted, and what happens? You pay some money, and you're, you come out of the infirmary or whatever, and you're, you're back in the street. Like, no one cares. Your, your, your danger rating goes down to zero stars. Uh, in this, I feel like all those actions do actually have consequences. And they actually tell you there's like a warning in the beginning of the game. Like, just play through the game with whatever decisions you make and then and replay throughs you can go for specific endings because they they don't want you to look up what to get how to get the best ending or how to get the worst ending they want you to get a legit ending the way you would play and i like that i like that it encourages multiple playthroughs and it really it really gives weight to all your decisions uh that being said like you the graphical style wasn't my cup of tea uh definitely the South Park and, and Minecraft style graphics, they never really attracted me. And the other thing for me, and again, it's a me thing, it's first person. And I'm not a big first person gamer at all. I do get yeah. motion sick. Uh, this game did make me a little queasy. Um, which again, I understand why the developers did that and it's not a knock on them at all. There's a ton of people that love first person games. Um, but I wasn't able to complete the game because I was getting physically ill. Uh, and again, that's me. That's not anything else. But otherwise, I thought the concept was great. I thought the, the story was great, even though I, I really wish I didn't follow along with my friend. Uh, you have really no choice in that. I loved the beginning when you choose you know, the girl you're going to marry and then you're married and the kids. And like the, the transitions were really well done. I thought that was really clever. But it, it's just the first person is really what got me. But there's a great game there. I could tell there's a fantastic game there. Uh, if you, if that doesn't bother you and you enjoy, you know, RPGs and you enjoy Grand Theft Auto, the actual storyline of Grand Theft Auto, not just causing mayhem, uh, you, you'll find a good game here, I think. Yeah, I mean, I do think that the... Um I mean, the first-person aspect's fine for me. I mean, I do like my boomer shooters and classic Doom style and and all that anyway, so... But, uh, yeah, the RPG stakes mentality, it does feel like if you beat the crap out of your neighbor that they'll remain dead, and then your relationship with your family will falter. So, it's it's one of those where it's like, do we really want to do that? Probably not. Like, let's not do that. Um, Or I will, and then you just go crazy. Um... (laughs) It's it's just one of those pieces. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of iffy on it, but in the end, you know, Family Man's a, a pretty cool idea. Um, it's just yeah, for me, the graphical aesthetics weren't weren't necessarily the best. Um, it is twenty dollars on the eShop right now too, so it's a bit pricey for those of you that want to try this game out. I'd say watch a trailer first, see what what uh what it looks like and if it's up your alley uh i definitely recommend checking it out like i said there if you if you do first person games if you grew up with minecraft and you like that graphical style you'll probably have a ball with this game yeah yeah so craziness uh should we move on to the other game that we yeah played? so the other game that we played um is called the framed collection yes. it is a multi-award winning puzzle game compilation of Framed and Framed 2. It's developed by Love Shack Entertainment and published by Fellow Traveler. Um, Let's see right here. Um, You change the order and change the outcome. You rearrange panels of an animated comic book to craft the story of a noir-styled spy adventure. Presented in an extensive series of visual puzzles, uh, requiring logic and imagination, each panel moves changes. Um, each panel move changes the current narrative, leading to all kinds of comedic blunders, untimely deaths, and when solved correctly, stylish heists, fast getaways, and nail-biting escapades. With a 
multi-award-winning genre-bending puzzle design, stylish handcrafted art and animation, a satisfying difficulty curve, and an original live jazz soundtrack fusing modern themes and funky beats. The Framed Collection is a unique experience no other puzzle game can match. Craziness. Craziness. Um... So, Barry, what were your thoughts on the Framed Collection? I loved it. I love puzzle games. I love mm-hmm. story-driven games. Uh, one of my favorite games on the Switch that I discovered on accident was a game called Will, A Wonderful World, which requires you to, to change. You get two different stories, and you change the words, and you swap between the different stories, and you completely change the outcomes. Uh, and this reminded me so much of that, but visually. And some of the panels are very easy. There's like two panels you could switch and you just swap them and it's easy. And then yeah. some have you rotating the actual panel like 90 mm-hmm. degrees as well as flipping them. And some where, where it's like a two panel, like it's, it's like a long, like a rectangle. And it could be horizontal or vertical. But if it goes like horizontal, it pushes other panels out of the way and completely changes the order that the story takes place. And it's... I thought it was the difficulty ramped up beautifully. I thought the music was great. I thought the the different deaths were really cool. The takedowns were cool. The animation was very fluid. Uh, I I thought it was like watching a living comic book, and I yep. thought it was done extremely well. And and I love puzzle, so I, I'm I'm really glad to have played it. And you know that's just frame one. Frame two is even better. So it's like, uh I, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I mean, so from my perspective, like, I thought it was one of the funnest games we've we've played in that genre in a long time. Like, the puzzle genre is something that we don't get a ton of games in. Um, I did notice that a lot of the awards are from, like, 2013 and 2014, so it's almost like 10 years ago when they started this series, which is crazy to me. Um, it holds up really well, though. Like, just being able to, to swap things and then watch as your character just, like, falls and things. Um, it does, for me, though, feel a little less action-heavy, obviously, because you're just moving the puzzle around. Yeah. But it's still really fun just to see the outcomes. The music's stylish. It's a, it's a fun little, like, weekend afternoon type game, if that makes sense. And I, I like how there's multiple panels per story and you could stop at any time so you could say i'm going to do like two or three panels of this story and if you have to go you could just press b back out of it and and come back you know next time you boot it up and i love that you can do that and you could go back and watch the older panels uh i thought that was just really clever and and it wasn't just you know left to right sometimes it you know it was vertical uh, when reading the, the comic and then there was one where it was multiple pathways and there was blue hallways and orange hallways and I thought it was really clever because you had to watch where the guards were in other panels and if you're going down an orange path or, or walkway you have to make sure orange is clear in the next panel and you know sometimes you get to the end and that, that last piece doesn't fit and you're like oh no i made a mistake somewhere and you you, you can play it anytime and see where your error is and use also thankfully a fast forward button so you don't have to watch like if you if you figured out like the first two or three panels you don't have to keep watching them over and over again you'll see it a lot quicker but i just thought it was really well designed and well done definitely a, a cool one um I do see that it's available on Steam for ten bucks right now, um, which is which is a good uh, price point. And then Unusual Stories has a mega bundle that's like thirty seven bucks that comes with a crap ton of games. So wow. that's pretty awesome too. It's on um, Switch too. And it is what's, on, how much is the what? Price well, how much is Switch? Same? Don't you on Switch? But anyways, the PC Gamer says the Frame Collection's noir puzzles are even better on PC. GameStop says plenty of lovely aha moments where a puzzle clicks and an obvious solution that was staring you in the face suddenly leaps out. Yeah, there's there's a lot of those where it was just suddenly like, oh man, uh, you know, how did I miss that? Or sometimes it's it's figuring out how the puzzle works, and and just. That's why you can play through. Like you could play it and you could see. 
and you could swap two panels and hit play and see the effects as it happens in real time. And I like I like that you can do that. Yeah. It's, it's just well done. But again, it's not a action game. It's not a game where you're going to go and kill a bunch of people. It's it's literally a puzzle. It's well, an action puzzle. <laughs> and one of the newer reviews actually shows from, from a couple days ago. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat, but they say, like, this is from Trench Marion. It says, if it costs more, I probably, and they give it a thumbs up. If it costs more, I probably wouldn't recommend it. It took me about 2.6 hours to fully complete the game without guides, so it's on the shorter side, even when it has two games. But the game, even, or at least the second part, has some really clever puzzles, so if that's something you enjoy, consider giving it a try. The mechanics are well thought out, and the presentation is neat. doesn't offer much besides a few aha moments, so if that isn't something you value, this is not for you. But he gave it a thumbs up. Liked it. Um, and I agree. I agree. Like, it's it's great for the, the price point, and um, it's definitely got a standard difficulty, which is nice. Um, it does have an addictive nature. Once you start playing it, you want to see it through and play through the game, which is really fun. Um, I, I think it's a really cool idea. Oh, yeah, it's a definitely novel idea. Mm-hmm. You figure out the price on, on Switch yet, or you lose it? <laughs> I I thought you were looking it up. No, I was I was stalling for time, Barry, so we didn't have a bunch of dead audio while you're <laughs> looking up and Googling live on a podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, Good job, Barry. You just it ruined is, the idea. Uh, yeah, I ruined it. Ruined it, Barry. I'm still stalling for time right now while you're still hunting. <laughs> the page is loading. Barry's doing I tap dancing. Have, I have three. I have three this stars kinda, dancing on my screen. This is kind right of now. Uh, Barry's butt. It's it's normally Barry's ten dollars, but right now, actually, on Switch, it's on sale, eighty percent off. It's a dollar ninety nine on Switch right now. So I will tell you that makes signing games for a physical really tough when somebody's selling a game for two bucks, because um, we have to charge at a minimum like forty, and that's to do all the physical packaging and all the different items and artwork and everything. Um, and that's one of the hardest things as a publisher. So looking at both Family Man and Frame Collection, Family Man, the price point's good, didn't quite you know sync with us. But if you all think that it's a, a great game, hit us up. Frame Collection, it would need you know significant like support. Like that's what we need. We would need lots and lots of people to be like, hey, no, no, you all need to do Frame Collection because you know two dollar game at ten dollars. Um, then still $40 for the physical. That's a big increase, Barry. It's a big oh, yeah. increase. Well, if it sounds interesting to you, 2 bucks right now, it's a special introductory price for a limited time, as I say. Yep. Uh, give it a try. And if you say, hey, you know what? This is great. I would love to own this physically. Hey, let us know. And if you say, you know what? I'm good with this. Thanks for letting me know or the, about this game. I really enjoyed it. Let us know, too, that you've enjoyed it. Exactly. And I mean, I've been testing and playing a bunch of crazy, obscure stuff. I mean, you know this, Barry. The list is getting oh, longer yeah. and longer every day. So we'll talk about all different types of games because the, the key is is that you know if, if another company picks it up and publishes it, that's great because we're, we're moving slow as a company. So it's always a good thing. And you know, just like in the Switch Collector uh, books that I'm releasing with all the digital in the back, the goal is to preserve as many games as possible. And we can't, as a company, preserve it all. <laughs> no, uh, it's impossible to preserve it all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I feel like some companies are trying and it's just it's just too much. Too much. There's just too many games. Every yeah. every week, this is more and more, more titles. But we're happy to be able to... Uh, to bring the titles we are able to bring out. Well, and that's where I like what you said at the beginning of the episode, where it's like every game that we we pick is hand-curated. We've played it, we love yep. it, we've signed it. Um, they're not all $20, $30 games. Like they're, Some of them are you know $10 experiences that, that are on the digital that we feel are worth preserving and doing physically. Um, so it, it really all depends, because... The one thing I've noticed, too, doing my research for Switch Collector Volume 3, a lot of these physicals are still $2, Barry, like now. So, wow. like, a lot of them. And I'm talking, you know, AAA IPs and everything. They're like 2 bucks. So, it's not necessarily that, you know, the digital copy has to be, you know... $20. It's more so the game has to be, has to connect with us to the point where, you know, we can get creative, make something truly special of a physical. 
Yes, absolutely. Exactly. So what else are we what else are we missing, Barry? What else is going on in the wild, wacky world of of Switch? Video games. Video <laughs> games. Because there's crazy stuff. I mean, Steam Deck's nuts. I mean, that's part of my prediction as to why the market is turning and to is that number one we have a lot of companies producing tons and tons of games or at least putting up tons and tons of games for pre-orders every week but also the steam deck is shipping and readily available and making things very convenient to play digital copies of games to the point where even myself, like I'm playing a lot of stuff on Xbox Game Pass streaming to it or using, you know, Steam. Uh, there's this Steam uh, subscription service that I have. And when you do that, they give you a few games a month and you get to keep them. And it's super affordable. And it's with Humble, Humble Bundle. And like there's stuff like that out there. So it's making things change and in the way in the landscape of the way that people game and people collect and it's not going to change what we do as a physical company because you know nope. as long as people support us we will continue to make cool stuff but it does change the way that we're playing <laughs> oh yeah i think it changed the way everyone's playing i mean not not only just the steam deck but every single week there's more games released which means all of our backlogs are collectively getting bigger <laughs> you know just just last week you had sonic and you had god of war on the same day you have pokemon you know just launched as well you have all these games just coming out uh, and then there's other things like analog is finally shipping out their pockets for the for the second batch people who have had game boy games or game gear games that they really wanted to play now they have a new system to play it on and maybe they're yep. taking their time with that. Uh, they also put up like the ST and the Mega ST. If you have, you know, SNES or or Genesis stuff you want to play, mm -hmm. maybe you have a backlog and you're going back and playing PlayStation or GameCube or whatever. There's so many games out right now, and and so many people are just they're like, hey, I've got a backlog. I don't want to buy new games until I go and play the old ones I have. And if you haven't played it, it's new to you. So. It's, you know, it's it. There's so many. <laughs> there's I think so it's many cool games. though. I think it's cool that there's so much cool stuff out there though. Like that is mind-boggling oh, yeah. to me. It's like so much out there that we can't keep up. That's that's insane. With and there's all. so many talented developers, and every, yep. you know, as the population grows, there's that many more new developers in the making with their own ideas, their own inspirations. You know, developers now were inspired by, you know, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, you know, PlayStation 1, you know, N64. And you're going to get these developers that are going to be like, I was inspired by the Wii and the PS3 and the 360 and the, you know, PS4 eventually and the, the Wii U and the Switch. And, you know, who knows how games are going to evolve from there. It's crazy. Crazy world that we live in. And all we can do is keep in our roots and do what's made us, you know, stand out at this point, which is focus on our high quality and sign cool things and have mm -hmm. fun with it. And hopefully everybody likes what we're doing so we can stay alive in this yep. wild times. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, I'm working on, like, this weekend, I mean, outside of just our normal production cycles that I'm always doing, um, I'm working on the manual for Switch Collector Year 2. So that's Volume 1 and 2 all-in-one manual. So I'm, I've been laying that out this weekend. I got almost all of it done. Um, I hadn't realized that I hadn't started it. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I need to get that done. we got to start. i got to order it. But, Barry, here's my conundrum. It's like going to be over 70, almost 80 pages for an instruction manual. <laughs> Can a staple hold that together at 80 pages? Oh, it better be a high quality staple. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So we might be doing an unexpected upgrade for the, uh, for the manual. It might end up going into a different process. We're going to see. We're going to see what the price point is. So that would be a kind of cool thing. Um, it might end up being like a little hardcover manual. Who knows? I'm looking into it, and that also means what I would it would be worth reprinting volume one to match volume two. Yeah, 
So it'll be interesting. Yeah, so it's unexpected things as they get <laughs> as they come out. Um, and I'm working on all the backer submissions for Volume Two, Part Two. Um, as and then I'm going to be laying out Volume Three and finishing up the complete NES Definitive Edition, which is completely laid out now. Finally, after you know months of work, uh, about six months of work, and now I'm working on text inputs and writing and things, which is. I'm shooting for that in like next summer or something. So it's I work on books for years and then I release them. It's it's one of those things that I work on behind the scenes as we're making games. Um, and apparently I don't sleep. That's what people. Yeah, tell I was me. gonna say. Yeah, because I'm also working on all the games and, and craziness as well. Um, then we got one of our team members, <laughs> Josh, who calls us and talks with us for for years <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> so takes up our time, right, Barry? Yeah, depends. <laughs> depends like depends it takes up time but it depends what what's going on for sure yeah i i mean i use it as i was assembling all the nes stuff because i hand assembled it and other things i i i love when he calls when i'm in the middle of doing something that i'm not like i don't need 100 percent focus on because yeah. i'm not a multitasker it's like oh great i could do both things at the same time I, that's when it's that's usually my podcast listening time when it's like oh i have to do this but i don't need to 100 percent pay attention <laughs> so you're saying you don't 100 percent pay attention to him <laughs> no 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 what i'm saying is when i'm doing something else that i don't need 100 percent pay attention to then i could pay attention to a phone call or a podcast ah, yeah i mean because when i'm working on project stuff i have to like pause it but when i'm working on assembly yeah like that's different. what i mean like assembly it's you're you're in the motion it's just you know, it's like a routine at that point. Yeah. And right now I've already gathered all the information I need to for volume three and for Daniel's definitive. So I work on that stuff while I'm on calls too. Um, but it's very fun. Very crazy. Um, big things are coming for, uh, oh, yeah. for premium as always. Um, we're gonna, we, we, gotta, <laughs> we gotta try to outdo ourselves with, uh, the next series coming up with, um, in the, in the spring, but we got something in between Barry. Yeah. Got something in yes, we do. We've we've had some uh, state of premium. Some, had some meetings already this week, mm-hmm. this past week. Had you know, one one regarding that, and three developer meetings too, which was really cool. All oh, the developer been, meetings are are crazy. Barry, been like, a busy week. <laughs> there's been some stuff that we've some developers we've talked to, some stuff that we're we're doing that we're signing that's like really fun that's like my favorite part of this and a lot of it we can't talk about on the playcast but it's it's cool because it shows how crazy and passionate everyone is just like us like we're we're i feel like we're nuts sometimes and then i realize oh everybody else is is just as passionate as we are it's just we got to get on we got to get on their level instead of them on our level right absolutely craziness it's that's- been crazy yeah, I think um, this holiday weekend that's coming up, Barry, holidays are coming. They are. <laughs> um, I need to redo my board that's behind me, the one that's when I'm on camera, because I have like Series 4 in there still, and they're already all shipped, so I probably should update that. <laughs> like, not, not all shipped, but all the items, all the pieces are shipped to the warehouse and all that, so I gotta probably move it over to Series 5 and, and start doing all those pieces. That'll be cool. And we got more calls this week. More craziness. More calls, more craziness. More podcasts. It's it's a busy time. Yeah, exactly. It is and, wild. And, and series five up available. I, I'm you know, we, we we've talked about Raji now for almost an entire year, close to a year. And it's so great to see it finally come to fruition and, and be up on the site. Well the crazy thing is is that like took us a long time just to even sign the game like that was yep. a, that was a crazy back and forth because you know it was just a, a wild situation where we were waiting on the game to get done and fortunate enough to be able to bring it physically we're so honored about that yep and then we're trying to do it right and we ended up creating a collector's edition instead of a deluxe because um the tiny small you know, art book that they were supposed to make ended up being about a hundred and over a hundred pages. What, hundred and thirty maybe or something? Like a lot of pages. Hundred twenty eight, hundred and thirty pages, something like that. So I was like, Well, now I have to make it a hardcover uh book. <laughs> 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 Kinda like this manual that <laughs> like it just ends up things end up going uh, you know, a bit 
crazy and it's fun. Just shows me though that everybody's on the same level as us and we're we're doing the right stuff, Barry. Uh, I I love how we've had several people now just discover us. They've joined our Discord and they're now like on the hunt to collect all the games and they're like, Oh, I got my first release and oh, it blew me away and like it's great to see that response again, you know, with the with the newer members of the, of the team and the, the, the you know are just our wonderful supporters uh just to to see them like oh this is how games could be you know like wow this is so different so i hope we can keep doing that i hope everybody enjoys these these new releases and all i'll say is i think 2023 is going to blow a lot of people away yeah i think it's going to be fun because i mean the state of play is going or state of premium is going to uh be an interesting one because we're going to show off like how we're doing things a little differently in the in the scope of you know playstation and then we we pivot back over to to switch and we got some really cool titles coming out and i mean heck there's stuff that you know that we've been waiting to come out like sunshine anthology when that drops it's going to be awesome because i mean we've been waiting on porting for that for like since 2020 like that's craziness to think about barry (laughs) god i feel old yeah and it's like that's craziness and those games are amazing so it's like there's some really fun items that we're going to be able to uh to get out to to gamers and you know, who knows what Nintendo's going to unveil next year, too, when it comes to hardware. Because, like, you never know if they're going to go Switch Pro or they're going to go the way of uh, completely disenfranchising and changing things. Because Nintendo does what Nintendo does. I mean, I think we're too late for a Switch Pro. I think we're going to see a Switch 2. But I do feel if they do not make it backwards compatible, they, are, they would be very stupid. I love that, Barry. You you still go down your, your random rabbit holes. I'm going to go with what my predictions have been the last two years, which Nintendo's the way of the iPhone and upgrades. I know. Because they've done that literally with every portable they've ever released. So Yeah, but not consider. this long. Not not. I mean, they've already have done it twice. They did it with the light and the OLED. Mm-hmm. The new and? 3DS came out much sooner, like like shorter in the life cycle, and the DSi was shorter in the life cycle. And the, you know, even if you want to count the SP uh, mm-hmm. as a, a slight upgrade, was shorter in the life cycle. I go from Game Boy to Game Boy Color. Game Boy Color is a new system. It's completely backward compatible, and a lot of people so, consider it part of the same uh, it's library. I know Game Boy Advance is, is. I know you can. I know too. you consider it a new system, but I'm saying though that a lot of people use Game Boy and Game Boy Color synonymous, even Nintendo's own websites, and. <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy to me, mind you, because um, I've done the research and it blows my oh, mind because I, I would make it two different books, but people do that. And so, like, if Nintendo does that, they're just going to continue it on. They're going to well, continue the, but the Game Boy Advance. On. They didn't. It's fully backwards compatible, but they count that as a new system. Mm-hmm. They do so fully backwards compatible doesn't isn't the uh, the definition of that. So I think it's going to be a, a Switch too, but we'll see. Only only yeah. Nintendo knows. I think it's going to be the way of the iPhone with tech and everything, and they're just going to upgrade it. Hopefully, upgrade it because <laughs> it needs an upgrade. Well, that's one thing with the uh, the Steam Deck is that it has shown um, how you know how much the Switch needs a hardware upgrade. It just because the Steam Deck is able to play a lot of modern things with with very little changes. And, you know, then you have poor Switch that would be struggle-busting to run the same games. I mean, heck, you mentioned Pokemon. That thing is struggle-busting right now. <laughs> the new Pokemon is getting, like, blasted online. <laughs> it definitely needs playtesting, but it's a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> That's what you get to be as a playtester for Nintendo. Yep. Good job, Barry. That's what we all get to be. That's that's the new way. Hey, look, they're not the first ones to do it, right? EA's done it. Activision's done it. Ubisoft's done it. CD Projekt Red has done it, right? And nobody <laughs> likes it. Nope. <laughs> Everyone just does it. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I honestly haven't bought it because of that. I've been waiting because I'm like, oh, I'm going to wait. I Honestly, I haven't gotten Sonic Frontiers yet because... I heard that Black Friday's gonna be forty bucks, so I'm gonna wait till it's forty bucks. Yeah, I think it's on sale VGP right now. 
Yeah, as soon as it goes to forty dollars, I will I will buy a copy. Um, maybe Video Games Plus has it, and then I'll buy it. If not, I'll wait for Amazon, which is fine too. Um, but yeah, like it'll be really cool to play that game. I've also heard that I need to buy it for PS5 and not for Switch, but that's what everybody's told me. It's so much better on PS5. I could see that, especially if you plan to play docked. If you were going to play handheld, then you have to play Switch. Yeah, or Steam Deck in the future. <laughs> well, you know, you talk about the tech of the Switch, of the Steam Deck, right? The Steam Deck came out last year, so with the Switch, you know, whatever successor to the Switch, hopefully they're using even newer technology than the Steam Deck. How long have you been uh, collecting Nintendo, Barry? <laughs> I, said, I said hopefully. How long have you been collecting Nintendo, Barry? I said Nintendo, hopefully. <laughs> I didn't say it was going to happen. I said hopefully because I have to be hopeful. What? It's kind of like when the Switch was announced, when it was NX, and they were talking about using NVIDIA, and they're like, oh, we have the Tegra X2 about to come out. I'm like, oh, this is perfect timing. The X2 is about to come out, and Nintendo is going to be smart and use that brand new chip in it. And they're like, oh, yeah, they're using the X1. I'm like, Why? <laughs> That's what they do. And that's the thing that's hilarious is like even the Wii was on the GameCube hardware. Like it was like or software. It was like whatever. Like they're Nintendo's wild with their thoughts. I just I just hope that they are smart about it and allow us to continue uh going forward with the same uh backward compatibility. But if they don't, that does make things interesting when it comes to the collectability of the system. I don't see them doing it, like changing that up. I mean, Nintendo has been known for backwards compatibility in their handhelds. Mm-hmm. They've been known for compa- backwards compatibility in their consoles. Mm-hmm. You know, from the GameCube to the Wii and then the Wii to the Wii U. So, you know, PlayStation 5 is backwards compatible. The Xbox Series X is backwards. I don't think they would want to alienate 114 plus million users with libraries already. Wouldn't be I think smart. Not with physical dying. With physical on the way of the going the way of the pumpkin here. Like that would be a, a nail in the coffin. Um, yeah, they want to keep gamers. those people happy. Because, I mean, I've mentioned it during the first year of the Playcast. Like, the Switch may be my last console I collect for. And that's crazy to me. If like if they decide to, to go backward compatible uh, or forego backward compatibility, I might just, um, you know, concentrate on what we do. Because as long as we're a publisher for Nintendo, like, I'll, we'll make stuff. Like, like premium. Like, I'll the create Switch, cool shit. <laughs> the Switch is the last system I'm going for a full set on currently. Because mm. it's just too insane, and the Switch too. I'm just gonna get you know anything we do, obviously, and then uh, and then like the titles I want to play. Come on, Barry. You know it's the Switch U. Oh God, no! <laughs> it's it's the new Switch U XL Lite with new an OLED screen. N U Switch. Oh God, Nintendo Ultra Switch. Watch, they just say Switch NX. Switch D four. <laughs> Switch D4. They're going to call it the Switch D4. Switch Advance. The Switch Advance D4 Super <laughs> Entertainment System. Color. Virtual. <laughs> <laughs> like, just make it SP. As, as dumb as possible. Light D S I. Micro. Put a little I at the end. <laughs> like, that's what they're going to call it. All right. So the first person to reiterate that on um, Anchor <laughs> FM and, and read that to us three times fast, our <laughs> new, new console name, they win a free game. <laughs> I want to hear those now on Anchor.fm. Oh, my God. Goodness. But um, I think it's time to wrap up because we're rambling. <laughs> <laughs> we're going nuts now. Sounds oh good. Ah. So where can they find you, Barry? You can find me on the Twitter, which still exists, even though all the panic. Um, if, if you, yeah, it still magically exists. You can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You could find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. Of course, you could find me in the Premium Edition Games Discord as well as Premium Edition Games Support email. Jeff, what about you? They can only find me on Twitter <laughs> at Higgins Alley. I just live there, apparently. I'm not there that often, though. Um, and then I pop into Discord every once in a while and make an appearance. It's about where I'm at when I'm not working on tons and tons of stuff. So I, I, they tend to keep me under cha- under chains now here with the premium edition games uh, cohorts. They, they don't let me out too often for Sun. Sun's overrated. Need them games. Need them games. 
games are life. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Have a good one. Can you do